Welcome to Cooking with the Commish, once again without Christopher Mullum, but we thought in his place, why not get his toilet bowl opponent who can sling shit at him uh, while he's not here and while he's uh, been, been fairly absent from, uh, from the chat and everything, almost more absent than you, Graham. But welcome to the show, Graham Soling. I thought that was my intro, the absence from the chat, but yeah, absolutely, I've... Uh... I've been a ghost when you draft as poorly as I do and play as poorly as I do. It's best to just kind of stand in the shadows and uh, don't take pot shots. But, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, but that's kind of your MO. With Mullum, he takes shots at people who do do that. And now he's the, he's the ghost. He's the king ghost. Oh, you know, we've all got our excuses. I used to not get texts back from you every now and again, but Mullum's definitely the worst for it, you know, it's it's probably it's a coin flip whether I'm I'm going to hear from him in like the next week if I text him. Yeah, I'm a five to seven day responder, so that's not yeah. too bad. You get back eventually, though. <laughs> um, not oh yeah, I saw this text which you sent me last month. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, we're going to go through uh, what happened last week and uh, look at the scoring as a whole. So we had Ryan was the highest scorer last week, one hundred thirty five point two six. Just snagged me uh mullum lowest scorer with 77.46 uh probably not helped by kyla murray going down right at the start of the game uh cav had the best quarterback with trevor lawrence he had 36 frank the best running back miles sanders with 31 mullum actually had the best wide receiver with justin jefferson with 30 ryan best tight end and best defense with david and joku and new england and laurie with the kicker of the season uh 12 points from uh carlson there um, so yeah, that was what happened in week 14, but we'll get into more of how it went over the whole season. Now, Mitch got pipped right at the end of the season for top scorer on the whole season was Ryan. He ended up with 15 points more than Mitch, uh, who was in second place. Uh, third place was Jeremy. Cause you know, you know that if you've read the chat, cause he told everyone a million times <laughs> that, uh, that he was the third highest scoring team. Um, sorry, James. Yeah, oh, we, we, we get it. We get it. Uh, I won't take too many shots. I know how it feels to be kicked out of that six playoff spot. So, uh, but at least you didn't get uh, sentenced to the toilet bowl with being kicked out like I did. Lowest score on the season. Who do you think that was, Graham? That would be me. Um, yeah, that would be you with uh, one thousand four hundred fifteen. You know, it was only five less than Frank. Yeah, but I like that. I like the concept of being able to, you know, if it was just on points four, we don't need divisions. We don't need anything else. It's, uh, you know, it's meant to be a bit of luck. It's a bit of, meant to be a bit of randomness. That's true. That is true. Uh, I do like the the win-loss thing. Yeah, if we're doing points for it, it gets kind of boring, I guess. But And yeah, great stuff for Frank. He's right up there. And hey, if you scored five points more and you had the same schedule as he did, you could be in a very different position right now. Uh, it could be, I, don't, I haven't looked at these things too close. It could be boom and bust as well. He might score 141 week and 60 the next week. But I seem to recall it was he uh, just caught people on their bad weeks. So He did. He had a very good start to the season. Uh, and then it was just a very kind of gradual downward slope towards the end. So hopefully he continues that downward slope next week. Uh, best quarterback on the season did end up being Jalen Hurts, who Jake and myself both had on our rosters. $19 drafted. Not too bad. Uh, Josh Jacobs did end up being the, the top running back on the season, uh, which Mitchie drafted for 12 bucks. So absolute bargain there. 
Uh, best wide receiver on the season ended up being Justin Jefferson with 255. Mullum spending a cool 50 bucks on Justin Jefferson. Um, are you scared of Justin this week, Grant? Uh, we'll cover that in the matchups. But okay. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, best tight end was Travis Kelsey. No surprise there. He was a million points ahead of anyone else. Jez got him for 37 bucks. The best defense ended up being the Patriots. Ryan had scored 143. Uh, they were drafted for a dollar, then dropped, and then Ryan picked them up for nothing. So good job there. Uh, and also uh, best kicker did end up being uh, Carlson, who Laurie, Mitch, myself, and Mullum all had at one point during the season. So kick is very important, obviously. Always a crapshoot. Always a crapshoot. All right. Well, let's get into what happened last week. We'll go through the matchups. Uh, start with myself and Mitch. You know, I was in a tough position where I either needed to lose but score a lot or win and have results go my way. I didn't end up winning. Results went my way. Yay for me. Big games from Hertz, who had 36. Henry had 22. Hubbard had 21. Um, they kind of cemented my spot and in, uh, in the playoffs there. Mitch's squad kind of underachieved this week. He got 20 from Jacobs, 16 from Metcalf, but definitely below average performances from Josh Allen and C.D. Lamb, plus a donut from old Foster Moreau, oh, the cool. island of Foster Moreau. After such a strong couple of weeks, obviously it needs to be reset. And uh, as they say in the NRL, you've got to lose one going into the finals. So Mitch is primed for a, a bounce back from there. But yeah, very, very uncharacteristics after two big, big weeks before that, I think it was. Absolutely. I, I definitely did not expect to get the win there. Um, then we then move on to Frank and Laurie. Now, no huge standouts for Laurie, but he was very solid across the board. Six of his nine starters scored in double figures. The 27s from Kirk Cousins, who he just picked up. Frank choosing to play Derek Carr as his quarterback. You know, I can't give him too much shit because for the first half of the season, I started Derek Carr as my quarterback. Um, it killed him from the jump. Derek Carr scored three on Thursday Night Football. Um, yeah, he's rubbish these days. Ab- absolutely. Uh, he got 31 from Sanders, though, and 24 from Chase, but they weren't enough to pull him out. And uh, when you get a minus score from your defense, that's always going to hurt as well. <laughs> yep. Never a fun one. And I apologize, Laurie. Uh, both Jason and I did pick Frank last week and after trashing his team. Um, but yes, we were very wrong there. <clears throat> we then moved on to a, another important one, uh, Jimmy and Mullum. So Mullum needed to win this one if he was to have any chance of avoiding the toilet bowl. All he needed was six points from Kyler Murray in Monday Night Football. And he was, I was watching that game and I needed Mullen to lose and Jason to lose. And I was quite happy when I saw Murray go down. Uh, uh, poor old Kyler Murray. In the first series of the game, he went down. Tore his ACL. Um, but yes, Mullen got 30 from Jefferson, as we mentioned. And uh, his team kind of limps into the toilet bowl now with no Kyler Murray with basically everyone but Jefferson and uh, and the Kansas City defense scored in single digits for him. Um, and it's not like Jimmy set the world on fire with his win, though. He got 21 from Herbert, 10 from Akers, 12 from the Buffalo D, but it was enough to get the win and secure the best record in the league. I'd put him in the uh, similar category as as Mitch, a similar, you know, Jimmy's been scoring big all season and then just one little... Just a little breather. Rested a few guys going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It was not, was not too scary. But, yeah, now he gets the bye. So, 
you know, he's Damien Harris, who uh, he's he's got who's injured. You know, he can have another week to to get better. But uh, we'll see, and we'll tell you who uh, Jimmy decided to to face, well, which matchup he's choosing to face uh, a little later in the show. Uh, we then go on to your matchup against Cav. Now, 36 from Trevor Lawrence, 20 from Austin Eckler. They got the job done. Um, but it was, a, it was a fairly solid performance from your squad, though. You know, you had six and nine starters in double figures. Um, only Mahomes no. broke the 20 mark. but I lost that on special teams. You know, special. I got a, a combined of minus two out of special teams where... Uh... Where Cav got what plus eighteen, so yes, that yeah, alone that... is the win and the loss straight away. There, neither neither squad was particularly impressive, um, but yeah, just special teams ended it for me. And unfortunately, it sends you into the toilet bowl somewhere you've been before, um, but we will talk about that. Yes, um, Jake and Ryan. Yeah, you know, despite losing Ramondo Stevenson, uh, and he only scored one point. You know, Rye got twenty or more from Burrow, Hill, the Pats defense, and McCaffrey, who got thirty-one. Uh, and that's always going to be tough to to get over. Gino and Juju, the only real standouts for Jake with 24 and 16, respectively, but a, an easy win there for Rye. Absolutely. And then the last one, what was probably the matchup of the round, kind of decided so much stuff. Um, Jason pulls out an incredible win against Jeremy. The team touted to win it all, uh, saved himself from going to the toilet bowl, also eliminated Jeremy from the playoffs. What a matchup. Came down to Monday Night Football. Jason needed 23.5 from James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins. Murray went down. I thought, shit, that's it. Um, but they ended up combining for 29.5. Jace got the win. Uh, he got 21 from Pollard, 15 from Lockett. And Jez kind of struggled in this matchup. His only real standout was Jerry Judy with 26. But uh, such a great... It was good. It's good. Last matchup, like last game of the season, like of our season, it comes down and it decides so much. I uh, I watched James Connor go off the field and into the injury tent at one stage. Oh. I thought, you know what? I'm a chance here. And then I saw him come back on and I went, I'm just going to go back to work, I think. Yeah. I, I'd written it off until he dove over for that touchdown. And I was, I was actually in like a, a Christmas work Christmas lunch. And I have my phone on and everyone else is chatting, you know, socializing. And I'm just like, there we go. All right. I can socialize again now. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so uh, Jason with the amazing win there and that rounded out the season. Now we're ready for the playoffs. Now the few little moves being made, nothing too crazy. Ryan got Pierre strong for 23 bucks. Why not spend the money now? You know, it's, it's the, the point end of the season. He's, Lost Ramondre, who knows how long he'll be out for. Pierre Strong's kind of the Ramondre replacement. Um, Mitch picked up the Denver defense and Nick Falk. Mullum, this is the big one for you, picked up Jared Goff. I forgot about bloody what's a doobie. I was at one stage going to dump my bench and pick up every quarterback I possibly could, <laughs> but uh, I forgot. There you go. I... Uh... I picked up Zay Jones and Elijah Moore and then dropped Elijah Moore for Kurt Cousins, knowing that Frank hasn't really looked at it yet and he's still got Derek Carr sitting in his starting lineup. And I did not want to go against Kurt Cousins again. So Kurt Cousins will happily sit on my bench this week. And you picked up my moves from today? Uh, which one was that one, Graham? I, I picked I... up a defense, quite excitingly. Ah. Uh, but more importantly, I picked up a kicker that's going to lead me 
um, which is Young Wei Koo. Young Wei Koo. One of Mullum's favourites. So I thought that'd be fitting if I'm going to win, make it be one of his own that takes him down. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Laurie made a bit of a homer pick, picked up T.Y. Hilton, who's just signed with uh, Dallas. And uh, poor Jakey's scraping the bottom of the barrel. Old sexy Rex Burkhead. Uh, well, I guess he's he's probably going to be the starting running back for Houston. I don't know uh, how much work will get done, but uh, we will see. We move, Graham. Let's talk about kind of what's going on in the chat, in the socials. And I think our first point, what we're going to talk about, you actually have a, a special uh, special surprise for those watching. I have been on holidays. Not you've all of us posted holidays. about it on in our chats. Um, you know, we get it, Ryan. You've been away. Some of us have been too. Let me share out a little, little ditty about where I've been up to. Here we oh. go. Here we go. I also oh, look out. There. Just hanging out with the uh, the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, it's it. So where else did I go on my little holiday? Uh, let's see what next I can share. This oh, is somewhere. There we go. Beautiful locker room there. Impressive. So, you know, I get it. I get you've been on holidays, right? But, you know, so yeah. have I now. Yeah. And now we've all seen it. <laughs> so, that's good. That's that's good stuff there. So Ryan's trip, he's been all over the place in the US, going at every game under the sun. Envy um, of any person who enjoys American sport. Absolutely. Yes, what a trip. We're, we're all very jealous. Uh, work trip. Um you got any jobs going there at the Sports Commission, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> old junk at Holloway. Old junk at Holloway. Um, went and saw uh, a Ram, the Rams Seahawks, I believe. Uh, the week before, uh, let's talk about this. Baker Mayfield makes his Rams debut and leads them to a victory. Out of nowhere. After what basically looking like trash as well. Um, the Baker Mayfield story, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I... I have a feeling now. I'm not sure if I'm not sure where I heard this. It might have actually been Laurie talking about it. Don't quote me on this on his, on his show, but uh, maybe the depending on Kyler Murray's injury, maybe the Cards will look at grabbing Baker for next season. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll I see. Think we'll, making up sources there. Yeah, possibly. Well, he's got a lot to prove in his last couple of games with the Rams. His uh, jobs on the line. Um, so yeah, go Baker. Go Baker. I, I guess so. Um, now, we did make it. It doesn't look like a friendly bloke. <laughs> well, so, so he headbutts people, headbutts their helmets while he's not wearing a helmet, right? And this fires people up. Now, I've been told that he has a very thick headband and he knows exactly where on his head to hit the guy in the <laughs> helmet. And it's all a bit of a, a rah-rah ploy. Bit of a show. So, uh, have a look out for the, the thick headband there on Baker Mayfield. Now, we made a decision in the chat. Uh, Sleeper does not allow me to change the playoffs after the first week, which is a bit of a pain. We've asked them to change it, uh, asked them last season as well. Hasn't come to fruition yet. So we made the decision that at the moment, whoever comes first gets to pick which matchup of the first round they want to take the winner from uh, rather than picking the, the person. Hopefully they'll change that and it will only be a season or two before we can do it. But for this year, Jimmy has chosen the Frank and Dylan matchup. He will take on the winner between me and Frank. Uh, I think he's hoping for a Frank win. Uh, <laughs> he basically said, give me Frank. I said, that's not how it works. You got to pick the matchup. 
so if I pick Frank, then what happens? I was like, Jimmy, you, you don't pick Frank. Told me he'd had a couple of drinks, uh, as Jimmy does. It was the middle of the day on a Wednesday, of course. Um, he was already already half cut. But uh, I got through to him eventually. So, yes, he's he's picked the Frank and Dylan matchup. Um, now, wise something, choice. yeah, wise choice, you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll cover that shortly. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Um, now, something gathered a, a little bit of attention. Some people were pretty happy with the suggestion Jason made on the show last week. Doing some draft day side bets. So you make bets before you've drafted your team. Oh, was it before you draft team? I didn't read that. I thought it was once I've drafted my team, I can just, instead of just talking about how good my team is, uh, I can lay down some bets. But So the theory was, is that we haven't had many side bets this year. The theory being that people don't want to bet if they have a feeling they're going to lose, right? So... If you have no feeling on how your team's going to be yet, you make the bet. And then, of course, after the draft, everyone loves their team, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be a little bit more happier about the bet. Uh, that's the theory behind it. I, I like the theory to get some more side bets. I think this year was also a hangover. There were so many side bets last year and many unpaid yeah, um, still side paying bets. Them so people are still kind of trying to wipe the slates from last year before they start taking on a whole new slate. Yes. But I do um, like it. I do like it, whether it's before or after you've actually drafted. Whatever. But yeah, it's a it's a good theory. So we'll uh we'll float it at the AGM AGM. Um now the Jeremy Jinx. We started this from the moment you traded him Lamar Jackson. We oh, said man. he's a league winner. If you don't win, it's a robbery. It's, uh yep. That was uh yeah, we've got regrets in life. Um, that's not one of them. It regrets, out okay. I've had a few. My only the biggest uh, one is Lamar Jackson. People don't tend to. After I learned from my time that I drafted five quarterbacks, people don't trade for quarterbacks. Um, was the thinking as I was going into it? It was. Uh, Did you have fond memories of uh, Graham's discount quarterback warehouse? I thought I was going to go down that path, and it shows you like people picked up Tua and. Uh, Justin Fields straight off the waiver wire. So there's better options out there. Yeah. Kirk um, Cousins so is there. Every him while I had a chance. I'm like, I'll just do something. And I hadn't traded with Jez for a couple of years. Had instant regrets um, <laughs> for two weeks. I just wish I held him two more weeks and offloaded him for something better. Maybe someone would have actually moved him. In the scheme of things, he didn't do a whole lot. He had two good weeks and then he went back to being, you know, rocks and diamonds. Yeah. And, and it ended up being, you know, not the worst thing to ever happen. Um, Consequential. Yeah, and ended up RB18 on the year. So, yeah. yeah, not too bad in the end. And yeah, Lamar definitely hurt Jeremy's chances of making the playoffs uh, more than helped. So, the Jeremy Jinx, we all got behind it and it did work. Sorry, Jez. Um, but hey, you're the king of the Jinxes. So, about time it kind of went the other way. Um, all right, Graham, it's time to talk about it. The toilet bowl. Oh, preview. We'll give our predictions, but before I talk about what I think, let's get your thoughts on what's going on. Thoughts on the toilet bowl? Well, toilet bowl, it's two deserving teams. I walked away from the draft last year and realised the extent of my mistake. I was busy drinking. For those who were playing along, I was uh, had conjunctivitis, it turns out. Um, so I really didn't think through my whole strategy and forgot to do prep. I did it in the car on a PPR sheet, so it turns out. 
that doesn't help your chances and don't draft teams that are expected to be bad. So I ended up with... Did your PPR sheet tell you to draft the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team? Well, it's funny. If you don't look at what team you're picking players from, you just happen to end up with players from teams. Um, so it was just coincidence. I ended up with Steelers and then I never really traded out of that position and they were terrible. And, you know, I spent big money on Najee. He did nothing. Um, he was meant to be the bellwether. Keenan Allen, I didn't even have him most of the year. So I was pretty pretty dire straits for for most of the journey that hurts too because keenan when he's been playing has been killing it he's he's 10 to 15 plus like kind of range so it was good so in the end i thought my team just they scored about the same every week but that about the same was never enough um yeah. it was never going to be enough Mullum, i feel like he came out of the gates okay he looked like he had a decent team and just through injuries and time it's whittled him down and whittled him down and whittled him down to not much his whole team is justin jefferson now um my feeling for the toilet bowl, Jefferson scores 25 to 30, he wins. Um, he scores less than 20, I'm probably going to take it. Um, All right. That's that's where I land on the whole thing. It's it's down to that one spot because that's the one spot where he's got the explosive guy that's going to put the 30, 35, 40 that might, might do the damage. Whereas you can pretty safely say, barring I've got two questionable, Pat and Najee, but um, you can pretty much say my team will score 90 to 100. Um, yeah that's pretty, pretty standard week in, week out. So that's where they're going to score. If he's got one player that's going to make up nearly half of that, he'll win. If that doesn't happen, I might get away with it. So Sleeper's got you as the favourite. Now, when I was looking at this, you know, I looked the matchup up and down. It is hard to pick a favourite. Obviously, Mullen lost Kyler. That might have been a blessing in disguise. He hasn't really done anything that great. Now Mull gets to root for Jared Goff. He's coming off two pretty good weeks. Like you said, he'll need Jefferson to have a huge game. Hunt and Fournette have just been struggling massively. Olave, possibly Amari Cooper could be game changers for him if he does end up starting Cooper. Uh, but on your side, look, Mahomes' matchup against Houston is a little worrying. Um, teams generally run all over the Texans, which means not much passing. Um, but we'll see. Mahomes can score points wherever he needs to. Still, he's got... 20. Still has got Carolina. Defense hasn't been that good. So Najee, Deontay, Freer Muth, the Muth is loose. Uh, they could do some damage. Um, I guess your only issue is that you're relying on all three of them. Um, Zeke has Jacksonville. Keenan's now healthy against the Titans. They're kind of your game changes, I think. Uh, and that leads me to the prediction that I think you will win. Yes, but and I've got. Well, can we do a complaint section about sleepers' predictions? Because I predicted beautifully this season, hundred forties, hundred thirties. I go to bed just writing up the win in the bank, but uh, yeah, they are way off the mark. Now, your opponent, the ghost, I like to call him. Um, he's too busy to do the podcast these days. Let's see if he's too busy to answer a phone call. It's not that. What's he doing at nine in the night on a Thursday? Thursday? find out he's not going to answer he knows what i'm doing hi you call chris mullen you can i leave it it's uh yeah yeah, yeah. i am soling 0419994806 uh just calling regarding the toilet bowl thank you you're on cooking with the commish Thank you, Christopher Mullen, for not answering my phone call. All right. Well, there you have it. He's scared of you. 
super scared. He did tell me, he said, typical Mullen fashion, I'm going to pretend I don't care. So have you got any words for Graham? He said, tell him I hope he wins. Yeah. So there you go. Good Mullen. chat. Good chat. Yes. All right. Moving on to more positive things. The playoff preview, some predictions. Now, Jimmy and Ryan, they've got the bye this week. They get a week off to relax. Jimmy's chosen myself and Frank as the matchup. Now, Sleeper has me as the slight favorite. Um, look, I've got Hertz and Henry. They're locked and loaded for big games this week. Um, the rest of the squad is what is tough for me. Uh, Patterson hasn't been great since returning. Hubbard had a great week last week, but might be a flash in the pan. Um, I kind of need a touchdown for Devonta Smith uh, to do anything. Christian Kirk needs to take back the top role in Jacksonville. You know, with the flex, do I pick Tuba, Thielen, or Zay Jones? Yeah, it's it's a lot up in the air for me this week. But lucky for you, you're playing Frank. So he's, he's scoring not like you look at the other side of the ball. He's still running out cars. So you might want to get on that, Frank, um, and just take anyone. Yes. Anyone you can get, even if they're not starting, just take them because I mean, three points is not enough. If he sticks um, with Carr, it's ballsy. But it will also be super depressing if he beats me with Carr after I ran with him half the season. Oh, um, so yeah. I took the cousin, took cousins to block him. You know, I have a feeling if he doesn't go with Carr, it'll be like Mike White or Tom Brady, maybe. Um, Swift, he's been a bit of a bust this season. Hopefully, he keeps that up. Frank's going to need him to fire, I think, if he's got a chance. Sanders and Chase, they're going to be the locked-in stars. Um, it's just going to be a matter of if Gallup and Rashad uh, White can fire. Um, he does have some tough choices, though, because uh, he's got McKinnon and Dobbins on the ba- on the bench there who you know, both had pretty good weeks last week. So he could bring them in too, but you can only play so many. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I initial look had you by a nose, but my initial – but it's – Basically, Jimmy's chosen the right bracket. Both squads are got plenty of weakness in yeah. the no offense, but that's the, the reality of it. So I've got you by nose, but it doesn't go any further than that. I, I have me by 100. No, <laughs> I, I have me, but yeah, it, it's going to be a close one. It's just hard to predict who's going to be firing and who's not. Um, obviously, we've both got our two top locked-in stars, but as for the rest of the team, who knows? Uh, now, on the other side of the bracket, we've got Laurie and Mitch. Sleeper's got Mitch as the favourite. This one's going to be close, I think. I, I can't pick this one. I've looked at it and I've looked at it. Mitch has had a strong squad all season. And Laurie, he's just built so well, just piece by piece as the season opportunities have come up. Um, I think when he picked up fields, it put it over the edge to being this really solid um, squad. And that's what it is, this matchup. I, I I can't pick someone. It, it was so hard. I, I thought I had to break it down by positions, right? So quarterback position, I'm going to call that a wash. Allen and Fields, that's pretty even. Uh, I'll give the slight edge to Laurie uh, with Chubb and Pacheco over Jacobs and Murray. Mitch's wide receivers are, are superior with uh, CD and Armin Ra against Ayuk and Godwin. Then Laurie takes the tight end position with Schultz over Conquo. Both have great defensive matchups. You know, Mitch's Vikings take on Indianapolis, or he might play the Broncos against the the new look Cardinals with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Um, and then Laurie's Dallas has Jacksonville. So um, it's going to be tough. I think the flex spot is where it gets really tough. Like Mitch has Metcalf, 
which I think he'll stick with. He's playing great. Laurie's got Kamara, who's like a shadow of his former self. Um, will he have the balls to play maybe DJ Chark or Mike Evans? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough, going to be a tough decision for Laurie. Tough one. Uh, I guess I always, I hate playing players on a Friday night. So whether Mitch sticks with uh, Metcalf just to let the, the thing roll a bit deeper, you never know. But he um, doesn't have great. He actually yeah, doesn't have choices beyond that. He's going with Metcalf. And I've, I've got Mitch winning this one by hair. I'll go against you just because it's so 50 50. It'd be unfair for both of us to pick one. So Point the eyebrows flip. to um the eyebrows to go on through. And you know it's it's lucky for you, Laurie, if I pick against you. You know, that's generally when you win. So um good luck to you, Laurie. But yes, I have I have Mitch in this one. Uh, well, that's it for our playoff preview. I just want to mention that next week, 22nd of December, if you don't have anything on, go and watch Laurie wash Jimmy's car. It's going to be fun. I don't know what uh, what Jimmy's got for Laurie to wear. That should be interesting. Um, but yes, very much looking forward to that. And Jakey, I'm still waiting for my picture of uh, my specially designed onesie for uh, little Frankie. Um, I... I, I gave you I gave you a pass. You didn't have to put it on social media, but come on. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. Uh, and that's it for the show for this week. Uh, thank you for joining me and helping me out, Graham. At least someone in the toilet bowl wants to help me out this week. Oh, my pleasure. It could be the last time you hear from me um, if this goes badly. I've been flirting did, around Did the you enjoy the, uh, the outfit the last time you lost the toilet bowl? Did you enjoy the pink getup? Oh, it was fine. It is what it is, isn't it? We're grown men, but we're nearly 40. What are we doing here? But uh, that's life. <laughs> we're trying to act like children, uh, even though we all, well, I don't have children yet, but most of us have children. Um, but mine will be here very soon. In any case, thank you for joining us, Graham. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Best of luck in the plows. Best of luck in the toilet bowl to you, Graham. I think the whole league is rooting for you. Um <laughs> because uh it's fun to see mullen loose <laughs> uh so everyone yeah. as mullen usually says happy football <laughs>